Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 380 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, back from his motherland, Italy, Sassari City. His name is Mm -hmm. Willie Saylor, and he made it after long international travel just to be here today on FRL. Willie, how are you? How was Italy? It was wonderful. Wonderful. Good experience. I advise everybody to go next year. Should be great. Is it the a, food? Is it, the food is it really good? Yeah, we like uh, me and Joe Kenya. We're like, man, we keep lucking out and find. Like the first two times, we we're like, we lucked out. We find so we found a, you know, good a good restaurant because we don't know if they're gonna be good or not. After like the third or fourth restaurant, we were like, it's not luck. It's just good everywhere. Everywhere is just awesome. <laughs> well, that's good. But uh, glad you got to go. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know Sardinia really existed, and it's full of people. Big, large cities, convenient, <laughs> modern amenities, you know? So, fine. It's well, great. That's great. I'm glad you learned it existed, and then you got to go there soon after. This place mm-hmm, exists. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go there. I knew Sardinia was a thing. I just didn't know. Man, there's, like, major cities there, you know? How, um, well, I'm glad you got to go. Um, looks like a lot of fun. You got to watch Frank you know, uh, wrestle. Yeah, I got to see Chimizo. The girls' tournament was uh, actually. Am I allowed to say girls? Somebody, I said girls on Twitter, and somebody like lost their mind. Well, like, when the men when the men wrestle, would you call them boys? So well, I have learned anyway, that. I think I think you should call. I think you should call it women's wrestling. Yeah, it's it's women, but it it's it's one of those things that happens completely like not on purpose like to be it's demeaning, not malicious but it just comes out, right it comes out as demeaning and then you're like okay this is just something i have to change yeah but so now change it bothers people so just say yeah. call it women's wrestling let's go okay. women's so the women's tournament what if they're cadets though can I, I mean anyway the women's tournament was really good i mean when you get 34 of the 100 ranked women in the world it's pretty darn good um but i don't know i think in the future that tournament will get better and um you know, it's one of those places where it's very convenient. The amenities are good. Uh, and I, I was glad that Frank said at the end of the tournament um, that he wrestles because the, the – I mean, Frank wrestles everywhere, right? If Frank wrestles beat the streets, it's not because it was a opportunity to earn a seed and he wrestles in all kinds of tournaments. Um, you know, Sergio Lyov doesn't go to Euros sometimes or, or – 
some things. Um, but that's one thing I always liked about Frank is how he competes so often. So I asked him about it, and he said that the seeds matter to him, the rankings points matter to him, um, which I was glad to hear. I don't know if it's like a selfish thing. I mean, there's two there's two prongs to it, I believe. One is the the prong of like, do seeds matter at the international level? Do does rankings matter at the international international level and the other prong to that is we need our stars to wrestle more and if they matter if seeds matter to our stars they will wrestle more theoretically right yes yes theoretically that is true so hopefully more of them uh take the chimizo path and uh continue to compete okay quick uh did, go go willie did you th see that thing with yakahashi or Yakeshi, his name is, uh, the Iranian. That was all messed up, too. The, the Iranian in 61 won the title, but there was a wardrobe malfunction, and he was he wearing got a polo, the... right? Mm -hmm. And they said, No polo, yeah. you need to wear your warm up top. Right. Now, that's the story you'll get from some people, and it's accurate, but that, that wasn't exactly the end of the story, I guess. Yukeshi and the other people started being not so polite. And there there also was a backdrop of one of their coaches earlier in the tournament got a red card. And mm -hmm. a red card is like a big major it's a major thing. That the the federation has to pay 10,000 euros. One time if you, one time um uh, almost had to miss a, an entire match when he got a red card. Yeah, right. <laughs> So that's how, was, how serious they take red cards. One <laughs> the time backdrop they almost was, made someone leave. There was previous, you know, mal malfeasance. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know why. Uh, I guess they have rules what you wear on the thing. Some, who didn't someone post a picture of Sajalayev with uh, uh, a similar shirt on at the, at the podium? Okay, a t shirt. Well, yes. <laughs> the difference was. What, Russia Sej has Sejulayev's... political power within UWW. Sejulayev had a Russian wrestling t-shirt, like part of his uniform, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. This guy was wearing a polo shirt. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't like Iranian at all? I don't know. Oh. You I don't know, but it wasn't polo. part of the uniform. Okay. Yeah. Seems like a pretty simple rule to follow. Yeah. Okay, so that's an interesting. Always get some little... Little international drama, not as bad. How warm are we feeling under the saddle, boys? Pretty warm. Thomas Gilman's warm. Bracky, how warm? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty warm after that weekend. Wow. Got a little, got a little cold, but then I realized we're getting back into the work week. Started warming up a little bit. Nice. I have Love no it. idea what you guys are talking about. Warm in the saddle? Th Thomas Gilman kept talking about being warm under the saddle. He made 14 to 15 horse references in his interview. Show ponies, <laughs> warm under the saddle. Um, oh, yeah, it's in no. the highlight, too. You should watch the World Team Trials highlight. Or lots of videos on Flow Wrestling. I can't believe there's a Thomas Gilman interview that a wrestling fan hasn't watched because they're all must-watch. Uh, okay. So that's the saddle warmth check. It's 2019. Donald Trump is president. And Pat Downey III is our 86-kilogram World Team rep in America. That is happening. Pat Downey is on the team. David Taylor, classic Friday news tump, puts out the IG. I'm out. Not wrestling. 
Downey, shoot your shot. You're welcome. And so, apparently, people are people want something, so, some uh, some new processes in place so <laughs> that Downey could not be on the team now. And there, there's there's like a thousand little branches off this main little story that I find interesting. One thing is the timing of it from David Taylor. Now the 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 word, the rumor, and it's only rumor, is torn ACL. It was known that he tore his ACL a day or so after thing right they they pretty much knew okay he's, he's done and so david waits till so some people were like why didn't he make the announcement sooner so that someone could have dropped or went up at the trials um well one the point that bracky was making earlier he could have waited till june 6th to do this he has 48 hours before his wrestle off to ask for well actually he has 48 hours to ask for an extension He's not asking for an extension. Right. He he could literally just not show up at Final X Rutgers, and it would be the same thing. He 100% tapped out, for lack of a better word. Like, he's just like, no, I'm not doing it. But, yeah, he could have he dra- dragged this out until freaking August. Like, mid-August. Yeah. So, one, that he could have done that. But, two, I is there a little gamesmanship potentially going on there where – Hey, you know what? I want Downey in that spot because I don't want someone to – I don't want Ringer to go up or I don't want Bo Nickel or Zahid to, uh, Zahid to change weights or someone to go in there and make the team. Maybe they could beat Downey and then maybe they get a medal and that, then someone's sitting out at the Olympic trials finals. And, and yeah, including Bo Nickel. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, a, a lot of people think, you know, why would he do this with Bo, etc. Well, one, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if – I mean – these guys are going to look out for themselves, first of all, right? Like, yeah, they can be teammates and all, but David wants to win the Olympics at 86 next year, 2020. So he's not really going to be that considered a bow. But two, I read it, read it as Bo probably knew he was out, and Bo doesn't want to go 86 because he's going to go 92 this year, 97 next year, and that's the plan. He's not going to deviate from it. him going cutting down to 86 makes no difference for what he's thinking and he probably doesn't think of it that some guys do actually look for the path of least resistance in in the sport like how how what's my easiest way to the team or to place or this or that i don't bo nickel's not like well if i go to 86 i'll make a team easier i don't think that's the way he thinks he probably thinks he's going to beat Jaden cox uh this year and then he'll go 97 he probably thinks he'll beat kyle snyder so i think that's part of it as well so I think that's probably how it played out in general, and uh, I don't blame Taylor so, for waiting to this point to say he's out. So what are you saying, that David could have said that he was out, like, how far earlier? Well, like May, probably 8th or 9th, he knew his ACL was like torn. Like, before? Well, two before days after Beat the Streets, before Trials. trials and the significance of that is because it was before the Trials Challenge Tournament, right? Yeah, and as I mentioned, and peop, there are people extremely upset about this, that they said, is David going to be back? We will change weights. This is a person that would 100% be a contender at 86 kilograms to win the spot, okay, if they had changed weights. And they said, stay at your weight. We think they, they said it without saying it. Stay at your weight. We think he's coming back. And he's not coming back. That, that, that circle – is mad that that happened, that it played out this way. So there were people that were looking to, to shift and move, and it didn't come out till after trials. 
that uh, David's not coming back. So there's there's a lot of this chess. There's that chess game is being played. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the the general lack of movement this year surprised me, whether it was Taylor or not. Like to me, and this is why I was this is why I was one of the ones that was like, I don't know why Nolf is doing this, even if he is going into an Olympic weight. Like to me. You know, who's never competed on the senior level. But to me, if you're going to what? make the Olympic commitment, I'm saying this is for all the people. Like, no. What do you know? If you're going to make the commitment to <laughs> try to make an Olympic team, you need to start it a year out. Like, you need to start it in January of this year. Decide, okay, I'm going up to 74. I'm going down to 65 or whatever the case may be. Going up to 86 in this case. And no one did that. Dake didn't do it. Uh, Tahid didn't go up. None of the 61 guys, you know. Nation was the only one that was going to come down. So, gamesmanship or not, like, it's it, it's just odd to deviate from the plan when just because you think maybe possibly David Taylor could potentially be out. True, true. Like so what are you saying? Been... Are you saying that they are – you, are you saying that Ringer should have been 86 regardless? If he's one of those, because like he's one of the ones that people wanted to go up. I don't think that was ever the plan for him. I don't think he's the one. He's one of the ones maybe Chris know, was talking about. But if he wanted to saying, do that, he should have done it this year. Yeah. Like at the open, yeah. he's saying what you should. That's what I'm saying if you're going align with your Olympic weight now is yeah. what Nomad's saying. That's, that's what I mean. So Ringer should have been 86 from Jump Street. I like it that they're not though. Man, go your way and then yeah. make the adjustment the next year. I, I like that they're. Man, win a world title at 79 or, or 61 or 70. I or, don't care. Or just stick with your plan, right? Like, and, and to that point, increase your value, right? Literally increase your value in terms of if you can win a world title at not Olympic weight, you still get 50000 from the Living the Dream Fund. You now get to put world champ on every camp, clinic, speaking engagement, anything you do, mm-hmm. endorsements, right? Every Everyone who's sponsored has an escalator for a world title that is more than likely not based on not Olympic weight or Olympic weight. Um, so yeah, do that. But uh, again, like for anyone complaining about gamesmanship on Taylor's part, and maybe he did do it. Um, but like these guys should have made that decision earlier, in my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah. So the second prong of this PD three. What what's your next prong? Uh, well, the next prong is let's create some system where we can change the wrestle off scenario so that he has to wrestle at final X or something like that. So that, um, you know, there's another scenario. There's, there's no one left. He is the rightful heir to the throne. Okay. Um, it is very unfortunate that, uh, the King was killed by boars, but now we have the rightful heir. Uh, (laughs) and now we have Joffrey. Joffrey. Okay. Now, I was wondering if you were consciously no. doing that. He's not Joffrey. Joffrey's not the rightful heir because he's not the son of uh, True. Baratheon. True. He's the son of his uncle. And Game of Thrones, a lot of incest. It's fine. The so, point being, though, that um, Pat David David said I'm out. Pat Downey is on the team. And some wrestling fans' brains broke. Their responses were absolute gibberish. I mean, to say that, oh, well, he should have to wrestle off. Wrestle off who? Wrestle off what? Like, 
you either don't like him or don't believe in him. Just say that. But neither of those reasons is 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 a. And under no circumstances should there be a special wrestle-off because you don't like him. I also want to get to... So, the initial reaction that I saw was back to what I was talking about and what Christian was saying about, oh, this should be Ringer or Nickel or whatever, which, number one, ignores the fact that those guys still have Final X matches to go. They can still make a team of their own accord. Like... Yes, I'm picking Dake and I'm picking Jaden, but those guys literally can make a team of their own accord. Um, second of all, the amount of people who came out to defend Pat was pretty shocking because I put something out to the, after I saw that to be like, guys, it's over. Like, let it go. He's our guy. And now it is Pat's job to do what whoever the 86 guy's job is You to got be. Dean Heil pissed at you. Yeah, and I'm like... And everybody's like, would you have said this if it was uh, Taylor? I'm like, you guys are completely missing the point. The point is, Pat is now the guy, and all of his focus is on qualifying the weight for the Olympics and helping Team USA winning a world title, which, if he himself wins a world title, accomplishes both of those things to the max. I, I looked it up. If you win worlds, you actually do qualify the weight for the Olympics. So Very, very recent rule change. Does Shut up, Team people. USA still get the, Team USA still get team points? Even though it's Downey, that's what we're doing. Yeah, and then it's like, you think I'm rooting against Pat Downey? The the, the, the kid from Maryland? Wow, just the, a kid from Maryland. Just the, a kid the from kid who The kid who freaking <laughs> hugged and high-fived Downey after he won because I, I, I had seen all the SHIT that kid went through. <laughs> Thanks for spelling that spelling out. It? Yeah. All, all the yeah. S word? Yeah, because that will keep the explicit rating off. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, but then you can spell anything. Then, it's fine. Hey, <laughs> F star you. Um, but then people are like, give him the respect he deserves, and I'm like, I do give him the respect he deserves. But and Downey, you can go ahead and yell at me. You want to talk facts right now? You want to talk facts? This is his first, not only senior world team. This is his first senior national team. Mm -hmm. Okay, his junior world medal was seven mm -hmm. years ago, and the two tournaments that he's wrestled this season overseas, he's zero two. So, yeah, do I want Pat to win? Absolutely. But the respect he deserves is that he went and won the Open and won the Trials. Yes. Okay? So anyone who is skeptical, there's, there's data to back that up. And, look, Pat's going to go to Dogu, and he's going to go to Pan Am Games, right? And that's where he can make a name for himself and on the international level and, and fix those things. You know, again, it's all practice till the Olympics. So, like, well, I'd say Worlds. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but that's that's like the actual quote. Anyway, um, but like Pat can go and fix those things. But the respect he deserves is what we're all giving him, which is that he is our world team rep, and we're all going to root for him because Team USA. Well, we might all not all root for him. I will root for him. But th this kind of brings up Downey or uh, Green and Askren had a little back and forth. Green's like, whoever's on the team, get behind him. Ben's like, no, you should cheer for whoever you want to. And if people don't like someone, you don't have to cheer for them or, or want them just because they they uh, root for America, even though. Um, most people probably will, which which I do think is fine. You know, I'm going to root hard for all of Team USA, including Downey. I happen to like Pat Downey. Um, but I can understand if you don't like Pat Downey, that's that's the game that Downey has also played to make himself uh, polarizing. One. Two, to, because Downey is on the team, and this is kind of to your point, Nomad, it's like we don't have to pretend that, that Downey – well, Downey's is – 
we can be upset that our world champion is not on the team because we know, listen, we know this guy is not as good as David Taylor. And that sucks that we're not going to be as good at 86 kilograms. We can say that. We don't have to be so intellectually dishonest and pretend that Pat Downey is David Taylor because he's on the team this year or that we should have equal expectations. Look at what David Taylor did last year. Look what he's done from 2017, from the time he lost to Jaden Cox up till right now. He has not lost, okay? The, and, and the run he went on at Worlds last year was insane, okay? There's no one in the world uh, at 86 other than him that could do that this year, okay? I, I really don't think Downey can win Worlds. I hope I am obviously wrong, but yeah. there's a mountain of evidence that that is the truth. And the truth is, there's two matches between Downey and Taylor, and they both had to be stopped before six minutes because he teched him, okay? So he's better, and it's okay to acknowledge that and simultaneously get behind yeah. Pat Downey, which we are all behind Pat Downey. Flow Wrestling certainly behind Pat Downey and has been uh, for some time now. But we can say all those things, and they can all be true. And it's up to Downey to prove us wrong, as he's proved many people wrong, even though many people in this room picked him to win the Open and yeah. the World Team Trials. So ain't no haters here, but we're talking about David freaking Taylor, who's maybe the first or second best wrestler in the world any weight. And Pat well, would almost I rather be the underdog and the disliked one, so that if he does win a world title this year, he can be like, screw y'all, none of y'all are behind me, now I'm the champ, now I'm sitting out in the Olympic Trials Finals. Yeah, screw well, you. what my brain's broke is, is that, you know, DT's better. Downey won the trials. His his name or his brand isn't um, on par with the, the ringers and the and the Bo Nichols that hypothetically could have been in some special wrestle off. Um, it's just, Downey Downey's the guy. I mean he he ran the course. You're not going to change rules because you don't like or believe in a guy. One thing I was thinking about too. I mean, I'm ex listen. One thing that has always been the, the the plot line throughout Pat Downey's career is unreal talent. This guy is super talented. He's extremely athletic. He's he's found his groove at the NJRTC. He's doing well. Mm -hmm. Now I think the combination of that with now he is the guy. He's going to get all of Team USA's effort mm -hmm. at these camps. How much better can he get between now? and September, that he's mm -hmm. going to have the focus. All the camps at 86, you get the best partners, you get the best this, the best that. They're going to be m m hyper uh, analytical for the positions where he needs to improve. He's going to get a lot better. So the downing we saw in Raleigh, North Carolina, compared to who we're going to see at Dogu and who we're going to see at Pan Ams and then who we're going to see ultimately at Kazakhstan, it's probably be a lot better guy. And yeah. he is a world silver medalist, and he is really good at parterre, and he is kind of a he has a unique style. I am. Doesn't he wrestle a style, Christian, you think, that's a little bit more international in the sense that, I don't know, if you don't take it, he pulls guys up a lot. Yeah, right? he's, well, he's not like, I mean, we're in, in America, we are, leg attack, we are leg attack offense. That is how we generate points, right? He's upper body. Now, I do think he's going to need other, other ways to score other than his pass by and upper body stuff. He has good leg attacks. He didn't need them uh, at the at the trials of the open very much, so he didn't really use them much. But I think he is going to have to be able to go go to the legs some because there are times you're going to need points, and um, you know 
he's going to be analyzed by the world. They're going to say, all right, this is their guy. We're going to watch. We're going to learn this guy, and we're going to see. All right, he's going to try to pull me up with overhooks. We're going to have to be super aware there. But I think his pace is good. I love that he has a really nice gut wrench. Uh, so he's got different ways to score. I don't know if it's I, – I guess I would say it's probably a, an international style. It's definitely not a conventional American rep style. That's for sure, Willie. What I like that I've seen out of him this year is the way he – and, again, these guys aren't world beaters, but it's it's just the fact that he went and did this in matches. The way he beat Brett Farr – Coming back, throwing him off one leg. The way he beat Miles Martin down 7-0, right? The way he beat uh, Nick Heflin, not once, but three times. So guys making adjustments, right? Other guys Mm -hmm. with high-level coaches. So I like that I saw all of those things out of Pat Downey. Now, is that uh, Karugliev that he's beaten? No. But to just see that he's getting those reps of coming from behind, of guys making adjustments, of uh, having to, to hit big moves late, the, that's good stuff that I want to see that uh, leads me to believe that he's he can do better at Worlds than what we've seen out of him in the past few years internationally. Yeah. So, uh, man, it's an interesting interesting storyline. And, it, man, how it everything kind of has a 2020 subplot beneath it, right? Like how yeah. it impacts 2020. Now that's going to be a thing, not just qualifying the way. And here's the other thing I'm really concerned about. I think we'll qualify all our ways for the Olympics like we did last year, even though, or four years ago. Even though that was really, really tough, and we kind of almost didn't, and we had Melodonium, but I want to get into that. Frank got in. Um, no man wants to get into Melodonium here, real quick. But before <laughs> we get into Melodonium, think about this. All right, let's say, worst case scenario, Downey doesn't qualify it at Worlds, right? Then we have two more shots to qualify it Pan Ams next year, and then the final. There's one more last chance qualifier, and it's going to be really, really tough. So think about this. Downey doesn't get it done, hypothetically. Will Taylor be available by Pan Ams? Will Jaden Cox be down? Will he want to go down to go to Pan Ams? Will he be willing and able to do that? Are we going to have uh, an adequate rep to go and beat someone, a really good Cuban at 86, whoever they send, right, if they have someone good there at at 86. So there's going to be some qualification stuff. It's going to be kind of touch and go here because Taylor, who knows when he's going to be available. It's probably going to be something where, hey, I'll, uh, I'm, Taylor's probably mentality will be, I'll make the Olympic team and then I'll qualify the weight, right? And, and probably same mm-hmm. for Jaden, right? I'll make the Olympic team, then I'll qualify the weight. Do we know, Nomad, when the last, last chance qualifier is? It is after our trials, right? So, yes. So we know for, if, or we have a, Almost very assured idea that the last chance qualifier is the end of April. So, uh, Olympic trials right now slated for the first weekend in April. Last chance qualifier slated for the very end of April, which is, let's see, last time around it was two weeks, not even two weeks after the trials. This time it's like a more full three weeks, so that's good. But as for Pan Ams, we don't 100% know, um, but it is – it was originally on the UWW schedule as the same weekend as Olympic trials, and I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. Yeah. But if you go on UWW website, it has since now been moved to March 13th to 15th, so a couple weeks before. Okay. Now, that's still going to be a brutal stretch. Yeah. Because Who's you gonna could go gonna... March you know, 14th or whatever, then April 5th, and then April 30th or May 1st. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, you mm-hmm. want to go to you want to go to Pan Am's to qualify the spot, 
but to do so you know put put your destiny in your own hand yeah but you want to but you you know that's that's competing and making weight twice in the span of two weeks okay so well and can we talk about this for a second meldonium in 2011 okay we qualified five out of seven weights via the world championships which is great because then we only had two to worry about after that and worry we did in 2015 we only qualified two of six burrows and snyder that was scary and then uh Ramos qualified as a Pan Ams, and Tervel qualifies Pan Ams. But then we still had another two, which ended up being Frank and, and uh, Jaden. But in 2015, when it was on American soil, we did not get the job done. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was talking about Brett, David Bray, new guy here at Flow, staying with me while he's moving down. We were talking about, you know, how we ended up sending Herbert to Pan Ams in uh, 16. And we kind of, like, knew it's like, we're sending him, and we know for a fact he can and never will beat Renera Salas Perez, and that guy exists at that weight. And we and if we know if he's on our side, we're not going to beat him, and we won't qualify the weight. And we sent him, and we didn't qualify the weight. That's something we were talking about before. So there, there needs to be some strategy there with who we send based on who Cuba is sending. Um, and I say Cuba because, I mean, that's that's the team, right? Well, by that same token, Or right? Franklin Gomez. YBR. <laughs> Franklin Gomez stopped Metcalf from qualifying. Though. Oh, that was horrible. That was, Metcalf had him beat. He kind of got hosed a little bit with the score, but he also he definitely got hosed. He also Metcalf kind of gassed, I think, if I remember. It was a weird match. But also to the, to your point about you know with with uh, Herbert, Tony Ramos had never beaten YBR, but we got lucky. Yes, because YBR oh, for is sure. on opposite, opposite side. side. And I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before. Oh wow, YBR was late for weigh-ins. Which oh, yeah, you were there. Ultimately did not matter, but – and I'm glad, like, I, I really hate the, like, weigh-in rule. Like, you just let, let – like, they're already there. Let them weigh in. But had he been on the same side, that could have been an issue. Well, what do you mean he wasn't there for weigh-ins? Like, the official weigh-in time was 4 to 4.30 or 4.30 mm-hmm. to 5, whatever it was. He was two to three minutes late stepping on the scale. Oh, you should – that's automatic. I 100% was like, um, YBR is not here, and it's You can't do that in districts in Ohio. How are you doing that at Pan Ams? <laughs> Give me a break. That was Nomad's, like, trial run with Flo. I remember that. Correct. You and Brock Height. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. was, that was something. I was th- that was my first taste of just, like, having to sit in a chair and call matches for three hours straight. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, this is kind of hard. All right. It worked out. So that's it. Pat Downey, the three on the team. Get get hype. What else you got, Willie? Where you want to go? Uh, Sorry, City. I mean, one last thought on that is that there's some there's some parallels to the Frank uh, Molinero situation, right? I mean, people were calling for that, like a special thing, like just because at the time Frank. Frank's resume or Frank's, I don't know, aura or something wasn't on par with um, – he wasn't thought of as highly as the, the guys he beat and the, the guys that were in the, that trial system. And, you know, me and Christian said from Jump Street, the man won it. The man did the dang thing. And maybe he's just better than you or probably us too thought he was. 
And yeah. so have a little have a little faith. Number one, have a little faith in a guy. And number two, um, this ain't this ain't Cold War Soviet bloc third world country where we're like, eh, it probably doesn't we're just gonna just gonna make stuff up until we get the guy we want. Yeah, that too. I like our process. Our process is fair and good. And uh, we have the best 86 going. Those guys could have been 86 if they wanted it. They said, I'm not going David Taylor's weight. Down he did. He did the thing. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, next topic. Next um, topic. Uh, do y'all want to talk Akron a little bit? A little bit of Akron and then get to some questions? Oh, actually, yeah. pause, pause. I want to go back. Last week, we talked about high school weights, reducing the weights, Willie. Oh, yeah. We didn't get your take on it. It's take time. Yeah. Take five. Well, here's my take. Here's my take on it. I don't believe that going from 12 to 14 is a bad thing in and of itself. I, or 14 to 12. Sorry. Um, I think I think the high school product is probably a little watered down, especially in the upper weights. I mean, the upper it's hard to – I'll tell you what, it, doing rankings every week, it's hard to find – 20 quality kids to rank at some of those weights. There's so, there's so much, I don't know, it, it, the word parody in the sense of, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it's good parody. It's mm -hmm. at averageness, you know? Um, and that's probably, it's a, it's a product of who's wrestling in the United States. And it's a product of um, there being too many upper weights. Uh, so, and you factor in the dual meet thing, right? Um, I don't think that I, I, I could do without an extra upper weight. So I, I think that moving from 14 to 12 in and of itself is a good thing. Where I think it's a slippery slope and it could be a problem for the future is this. When, when, I, was, when I was a kid in an elementary school program, uh, my father, you know, just like a lot of fathers, you know, coach their kids. My father and a couple other fathers were, you know, the coaches of our elementary school program. And and actually, it wasn't an elementary school program because back then, crazy as it sounds, there wasn't a junior high program. It went from kindergarten. I was on team with eighth graders. There was no junior high. So it was on team. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but... What they did, they had so many kids come out for wrestling and so many kids that were, you know, they had ability. It also, what they did was they made two teams. They put one team in one league and one team in another league under the assumption and hope that instead of being a varsity and a JV and seven kids per weight on exhibition, doing not much, right? Instead of that, it would be a varsity guy, a varsity guy, a JV guy, a JV guy, and then a couple kids exhibition. And what happened was kids stayed out. They felt part of the team. They accomplished things. They went to the varsity tournament or they went to the JV tournament. And the retention rate was very high because they felt like they were, you know, trending in the right direction. They felt part of the team. When you move, and I promise you this is going to happen, when you move to less weight, when you move from 14 to 12, 
there's going to be less guys starting uh, and also moving what was once 103 to 106 to 110 you're going to get guys quitting the sport there's there's too many things to do today you could play video games you could i don't know do go to the mall i don't know what kids do today but Kids do not want to listen. Wrestling is the most demanding sport in the world. It's certainly most demanding for high school. You're going to, you're going to ask these kids to do all the things that other kids do. And then when the match occurs, sit in the stands, what's going to happen is people that are complaining today about forfeits with 14 weights, they're going to go to 12 and in 10 years, they're going to be complaining about the same things with 12 weights. It's just you're going to shrink the people that stay out. The retention rate's not going to be high. Well, and I, so, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a – I think it's – I don't think it's a good thing how many kids start. I, I made this point when we talked about it on Thursday or Tuesday whenever we talked about it. It's not, These kids shouldn't be starting a lot of them. They should be, like, learning and then start when they're sophomores and juniors. They shouldn't be doing I, varsity sports because you happen to weigh 180 pounds. It's bad. I agree with you. I agree with you in theory. But you – that's, I that's agree facts. With that. I, they're they're, I agree they're with not that. varsity athletes that wrestle varsity because they happen to weigh a certain amount. That's not a theory. Sure. I mean, hey, we were – listen, we were the number one team in high school. When I was in high school, we were number one team for parts of two seasons. And we were plugging football players in. They weren't real wrestlers. We were plugging guys in in certain weight classes that was really a JV guy. Um, <laughs> we were number one team in the country. And – what you're saying is true in theory I mean these guys shouldn't be they're not varsity guys but you need to fill out a roster and fill out fill out a lineup but what what the alternative is Christian is if that guy doesn't start he he might quit okay I mean I don't know I, I think you're doing that kid a favor he's gonna quit quicker he's gonna quit quicker when he's done the sport for a week, is wrestling in front of everyone in his underwear, and he gets pinned in front of all his friends. That's, like, way worse than... Yeah, I'm yeah, under- but think about what you're saying. He's also he's also going against other JV-type wrestlers that shouldn't be starting sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Yeah. I mean, more well, often than if not. if it's a real problem... If it's a if it's a real problem, if it's a real situation, then yeah, he is doing that often. Well, that's if you're saying that at the exact same weight, there's like, I don't know. Let's not get into that anymore. Uh, I want to. So the the NFHS is going to look into this, but the PIAA has already like started the process. The weights that I saw from I think it was a Penn Live article. So. Different from what they are now. Willie mentioned 110. 110, 118, 125, 32, 38, 45, which are all still, right? 52, 60. 70, 170 then goes up to 190, so that kind of sucks. And that's kind of like international, how there's a big jump there. Then 215, 285. So those are the weights that, uh, I don't know, we should probably put out an article about it at some point. But if you look it up, you'll be able to find it on Google. So there's going to well, be a pretty ra- drastic change. Let me tell you about the the 110, the lightest weight situation is symptomatic of the 14 weight discussion in this way. People are looking at 
well, there's too many forfeits at 103, 106. And people are looking at there's too many four, you know, there's too many forfeits in the upper weights because there's too many weight classes. The the symptom there is that too many adults feel like winning a dual meet is the most important thing in the world when really the most important thing in the world is the development and the opportunity of these kids. Like I, I'm. I'm a front runner, right? I, I, my job for the last 10 years has been to follow the best of the best high school wrestling. And on, on one hand, you, you would think that I would advocate for really winning a dual me and being the best team you can. And I'm, I follow the best. So I sympathize with, with elite high school wrestling, but that's not the case. The, the what the, the kids that weigh 100 pounds deserve an opportunity they deserve a they deserve a chance to grow and for you to say for anybody to say a kid that weighs 100 pounds should wrestle 100 uh, 110 when they're going to give a growth allowance and it's going to be 112 or 113 um it, it, it's not the you can, best you for, put, but you could do that forever you, i mean there's 90 pound kids they deserve an opportunity too yeah. but it's 106 i mean so that logic just it, that extends for eternity so yeah, they have to draw a line somewhere. Where are we having the most forfeits? Well, it's 106. A bad, uh, it's a bad line. It's a it's a bad line to draw. I mean, uh, do you want me to write an article that says that shows all the kids that started at 106 pounds and at 103 pounds? They're legends. Logan Stever, David Taylor. I What's mean, your point? So, so George, they would start at one. So they would start at 110. No, but I'm with Willie here. The the point is but that the not upper at an weight optimum, kids not at not, an optimum weight. The upperweight kids are not as good, went. like historically. It's the kids that grow into upperweights that are good. I'm fine with getting rid of a, an upperweight. Don't. There's too many right now. 95, 220, heavy. That's way too much. Way too much. Um, so I think that's where they should get rid of some of it. But I if it goes from 106 to 110. I don't. You know. Uh, no, you're go, you're going basically in 20 years. You're going from 103 to 110. Yeah. And less than that and actually. and you know on another hand on another hand too is like people complain about holdbacks you're gonna get more holdbacks there's there's more there's more 95 pound 100 pound eighth graders than you think and i know and, and you know what you, you know, the fact of the matter is that the reason that these smaller these smaller kids that are going to get hurt by the move from three to ten they're the ones that dedicate their life to the sport yeah. Right. You're, the what the, the lighter guys are the ones that dedicate their life to the sport, but you're creating. You know, when they went to 170, 182, 195, 220 heavyweight, they were creating more opportunities for fly-by-night guys that dabbled in the sport. Yeah. They looked at this. They looked at this bell curve of um, what high what what American high school the size of a typical high school Americans. Uh, way and they go let's let's create opportunities for based on what sizes people are don't look at that look at the sizes that actual are wrestlers yeah okay so yeah yeah okay one, one, one of the thing american wrestling is all about inclusion um and you're disregarding the you know the small people somebody gotta stuck up for the, stick up for the little people 
Number one, go back and look up, and I can't find the article right now, but go back and look up. There were three separate proposals when they changed, whenever it was that they changed. I want to say it was like 2012. But look at the, the separation of weights there. You'll see what Willie's talking about, where they were obviously trying to skew to the upper weights. And number two, if the NFHS is smart and if these state organizations are smart, they will bring in the stakeholders because to Willie's point about all these little guys, go look at uh, elite middle school tournaments. Right, NHSCA duels, VAC duels, uh, McDonough duels, on down the line, schoolboy duels, right? All, all these elite tournaments, Tulsa, and look at how many weights there are under 100 pounds. Now, this is middle school, so there are 6th through 8th graders. I understand that. Right. But you're going 70, 77, 84, 90, 97. Like, you got 6, 7 weights before you even hit 100. Yeah. And those are the, that, that's, that's the system that these kids are coming up through, and then all of a sudden it radically shifts to – you know, in, in middle school, it's like 130, 150, 185, 200. There's like four upper weights, and then all of a sudden there's 10 upper weights? Yeah. It's it's odd. So so there needs to be more uh, needs to be more uniformity between the, the middle school to the high school level, and either there needs to be, if they're going to do that at the high school level, they either need the data to show that, like, actual wrestlers, not just high school kids, are going to fill those up those upper weights, or B, they need to go. Yeah, man, yeah. these kids are too small in middle school. We need to, we need to raise these up a little bit so that they're on a better and progression. It, you know, the funny thing is too. Look at the brackets. I mean, if you want to if you want to look at the, a population thing, American high schoolers weigh this or are this in size, and then base the weights off that. You're basing it off faulty data. Really, if you run a service, the sport really dig into the actual sport. Look at the brackets. Look at the brackets at Super 32, where 106 to 152 has 120 kids in. And then heavyweight has 14 entries. Look at Fargo. Look at Akron. Look at every tour- Look at every major tournament. Yeah. The bigger guys aren't wrestling. No doubt. Yeah, good point. Good point. Keep the lightweight, but I think 14 to 12 should happen. Um, and I don't agree with let's create more starting spots so that fewer kids quit. That doesn't sound like that doesn't sound tenable or, or helpful to me. Okay. Um, good discussion boys. Yes. Why don't we, uh, Hey, what's, what's everyone doing Thursday? When do y'all leave? I leave in the morning. I won't be on Dad, the show. Dad, it. What about Willie? You're I, driving, right? I, I drive. So yeah, I'm, I'll be driving, which stinks. So no FRL for you. Don't lock your keys in your car this year. <laughs> That was a disaster. <laughs> what, ha- what happened, Kyle? Last year he oh locked his keys in like his trunk of his mm. car trying to leave Akron. In your trunk? How did that happen? Is that right, Willie? Yeah. I, well, yeah, and the problem was, I don't know, the trunk was like impenetrable. <laughs> it, was ins- it was insane. I, uh, I don't know. I went out. I put my – I was at the arena. We were leaving from the arena. I went out. I put – Started, I, I I don't know what I, I went out to put a, a bag in the car. And when I put the bag in the car, I shut my keys inside the trunk and I immediately knew it. And I was like, this is going to be a disaster. And I called the guy and he comes and he jimmies the, the door of the car and he gets it open. And I go, well, the keys are in the trunk. And he's like, yeah, I can't get in there. And I'm like, then what did I call you for? What are you even doing here? You told him they were in anyway. the trunk. Yeah. So what happened? How'd you resolve it? I paid that dude like 150 or $200. And then I called this other guy 
And he came and he was like, yeah, these are notorious. These truck, this car, it was a Nissan or something. He's like, yeah, you can't get in them. He's like, I'll try something. And he tried, he did this Houdini type stuff and he got in it. And I'm like, what do I owe you? And he's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. It was several hours though, where they were just sitting there and poor Josh Conklin, Willie comes back in and you can like tell that like he's looking and you're like, what's going on? And Willie's like, I like my keys in my car. Poor Josh Conklin had to drive with Willie 11 hours or whatever. Nice. All um, right. Okay. Anyway, so, but I mean, I really want to get into, um, I really wanted to get into Akron Cadets. Get it's into my, it. my like, favorite tournament of the year. But I think um, me and Nomad will do a full, I guess, who's number one tomorrow will be a full-blown Akron preview, right, Gnomes? Mm-hmm. Yep. We uh, so the preview is up on the site right now. We ran it this morning. Uh, I wrote it because Willie was in Italy, and I know that that probably hurts Willie a little bit because that's maybe his favorite tournament of the year. Um, and you know, it's it's exactly what it should be. It's to make a world team, and the brackets are tremendous as always. We'll do some hedging on who's number one tomorrow. Uh, maybe if I'd like to take maybe just like two minutes to talk about it right now, just. To, to kind of set because I know a lot of people don't listen to, to who's number one that, that do listen to this. So I would just like to take a sec to set up some important things. 51 kilos, Joey Cruz beat Richie Figs at Flow Nats. That's going to be incredible because, you know, Richie's one of only two returning uh, medalists. Alex Facundo being the other one, those guys are one and two on the, the sophomore big board. Uh, 92 is going to be absolutely incredible, just like it was at Flow Nats. And, um, yeah, those are the ones that that stick out for me. What about you, Will? I mean, I like I like the depth of sixty. I like the star power at the top at fifty-one. Uh, last year we came here, and eighty kilograms was off the charts, right? Eighty kilograms was something like something like eight or nine former Fargo finalist or Akron finalist in the same bracket. Um, this year that is kind of sixty kilograms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I you know what, what, uh, what I'm really interested to see is the new level system, which I think is a heck of a lot better, uh, especially with Flow Nationals finalists being in that pool. Um, and I, I think that we're always working to our be- better level system. But um, I'm interested on the books right now. It looks like Cruz is going to be on the same side as Figs, but um, I'm hoping something happens that that's not the case because I would rather. You know, the crew's just beefy figs, so I'd rather have them opposite sides. Um, I think that's very compelling. So, we, Willie, I don't know if you saw this, but Anthony Cassiope is going U23s. I saw it on a message board on, like, on a bus yesterday back from New York City, and I don't get it. Maybe he wants to make the U23 team, not junior team. I mean, that signals to me, I could be totally off on this, but what it signals to me is I think that he's going to wrestle there, and even if he makes the team, I don't think he's going to go to Worlds. Hmm. Um, I think he probably wants matches. I mean, the vibe I get is that Iowa thinks that training freestyle late into the summer messes with their guys during the it too far into the season and if that vibe is correct then i don't see any way that cassiope would go to 
U23 Worlds. Um, so I think I think they're probably he's just probably getting matches in. Hamida's going. Uh, he's pretty good. Also, one other. Oh, Daniel Kirkfleet's going. Could be interesting. He's going U23s. Yeah. I hope he's healthy. He's been well. He's injured. He's been banged so. up for a while. Yeah. It's, it seemed like he's probably healthy. Yeah. That the Cassiope thing confuses me. Um, but Cadet Worlds. July 29th to August 4th in Sofia, Bulgaria, and to William C.P.'s point about U23s, that is October 28th to November 3rd, oh, which means boy. you are missing the preseason hard. Hard. Hard miss. Well, yeah, right? So that's <laughs> – so there you go. So Cassiope, there ain't no way he's going to – even if he wins, there ain't no way he's going to go to U23 Worlds. If U23 Worlds are in October and Junior Worlds are late – what are they? July, August? I mean August. Uh, I just if he was going to do one to October, buddy. October, November. What juniors? Oh, I thought you said no. I said U twenty threes. Oh, you're talking. You're asking yeah. when juniors is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Juniors. juniors. My point is, my point is juniors is much earlier. So if he was going to do one of them, he would have done juniors. Right. Yeah, juniors is in August. But, and I I know whatever with Cassiope like uh, that was a head scratcher but I talked to several coaches this spring who were like yeah we're not doing U23 worlds it's it's far too late so there's a there's okay there's yeah some, I, a I couple just, coaches who are out I just don't understand why it's an Iowa totality. thing for you Willie it's like yeah I don't think it's it just is prevailing Iowa. thought yeah. among many well, I, I, many coaches it's not an Iowa thing for me well you literally I just mean, said Iowa believes you've made it Somewhat Iowa centric, back when the, he uh, was uh, juniors. Well, Iowa does believe that, right? I'm not saying it's only Iowa. I'm not saying it's only Iowa. I'm saying Iowa believes that it messes with them too far into the season. So if he was going to do one, he would do juniors, not right U23s. Um, I don't see many Penn State that was guys registered be, for U23s either. That was going to be my uh, next question: Is why I think I. There's a lot of guys that I think that aren't that are eligible for U23s that aren't. And essentially, there's not a lot of top tier guys in U23s registered. And I think Correct. that has a lot to do with the date of when it is. Mm-hmm. Well, October's <laughs> October. I mean, heck, they're they have a duel in a couple of weeks after that. Yeah, I mean, sure. November first I mean, is literally the start of the season. Yeah. They're yeah. November the 1th, literally when they could be wrestling. All right, let's get to some questions from our friends. Um, most outstanding wrestler. Why doesn't Suriano wrestle freestyle more often? He said on Instagram he beat three guys in Final X. Fix, Cologne, and another, I don't know. But doesn't enter any tournaments. What's up with that? Hashtag FRL questions. Well, in Worthington 157, I don't know what that's about. I don't know why. It's pretty clear that uh, Nick would be in the mix to make a team this year. Whether he would do it or not, I don't know. But he beat Cologne, who's in Final X. He beat Dayton Fix in freestyle. But those guys can't take each other down. There's no headgear, and and I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that point gets. This, I don't know how that match gets decided in freestyle. Shot clock points. Shot clock points, which is how it gets. <coughs> that's how it got decided in, in 2014. Yeah. So Riddle me I, this. What if? In the ultimate troll CP world, 
Suriano wrestles for Italy. Oh, that be I would not be happy. I mean, I've I've thought no, about gonna, this. I've thought about this. I'm gonna tell you what. I was in Italy last week. Oh no! Don't you say it. No, there's, say words. Don't nod on radios. There's rumors. They're talking about it. There's no way he doesn't wrestle freestyle. Italian. I'm, well, I'm giving Italian it a hard no. Talking. I'm giving he it a hard no. He went over to Italy last summer. Oh my! You're allowed to go to Italy. I'm very well aware, Nomad. Thanks. Didn't You're know. saying to train? Yes, we. Yeah. Christian and I watch his IG story. He we has it like with. he has it like pinned. Chimizo, he was over there with Chimizo. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he has friends with Chimizo. Like they hang out when Chimizo's down at uh, NYC RTC. There's no way. There's no. And, he does not oh, wrestle freestyle. Sure, he, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, he's I'm, going to wrestle freestyle. He's when? Just not currently, probably next year. Probably for the Olympics. Okay. The only I thing, that, the only thing that doesn't. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me about that is, um, and I'm woke on it. I believe it's a real possibility. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me about that is it's easier to make the team, right? He probably walks into a starting spot on the Italian team. However, to qualify through there, it's harder to qualify through Euros. True. Well, and that's a, I mean, he's got to go down to 57. He's got to qualify through Euros. He doesn't wrestle freestyle. Like, I... He just I, did wrestle he freestyle. Just did. Okay, he's wrestled one freestyle match in five years. Yeah. Dude, so I mean, five years! Well, the the thing is, Spencer Lee hasn't wrestled is that next year, since 2016. Yeah, and, yeah, the I, thing and is that, I've said Spencer Lee's not going to wrestle until 2021. I the said thing that. Is there, that next year, Nomad, there's this thing called the Olympics. So... We <laughs> might do it and, there. That and might look, be a, I want Suriano to do it. I just... I, I don't I don't I don't believe it. I don't believe he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna fight or act or go into coaching or whatever. I just I don't think he's gonna wrestle freestyle, and that's fine. Why like, would that's, he not? He doesn't why have would he to. not give one? Well, listen, if he has these aspirations, long he said, term, it's, yeah, he's talked about it openly, frequently. He wants to win the Olympics. Why would he not give it one go for the twenty twenty Olympics? Okay, I hope I'm wrong. I very much hope I'm wrong. I just I don't ever see him. Going through an entire trials process, an entire freestyle season. Well, that's in Italy. That's that's the point. In Italy, he doesn't go through that whole process. Well, he still has to go through the qualifying process. What are they the, it, it, the process to make the Italian team is much. It is Philip and Ryan. Are y'all messing with us? <laughs> they are like changing the screen incessantly. I think they're they're trying to see if we have epilepsy, maybe trying to induce a seizure. It was like the the screen y'all can't see the monitor, but it keeps changing. It's freaking me out. All right, they stopped. Thank you. Look, here's my point. The process in Italy is I hope Suriano The process wrestles. in Italy is much less robust. I don't no, think no. he's I don't think he's going to. That's all. But I mm. sincerely hope he does because he'd be great at it. Well, I don't want him to wrestle for Italy. No, go, I don't care. Fight. I, no, I don't care. I want. Yeah, I, want I, I want him to wrestle freestyle because I want all good wrestlers to wrestle, to, to wrestle if, at the next if level. If it's if it's a question of no wrestling or wrestling for Italy, I, I want him to wrestle for Italy. No, because because if he if he wrestled for Italy, I will not root for him. And I like Nick well, Sirianni then you don't you don't Nikki you don't Italy. have to root for him. But I want. No, to no but that's what I'm saying. I don't want that to happen. So I'm saying what I want to happen. I want to wrestle for America. I want Americans. To wrestle for America, dude. Italy could have a fire team the if they ch- if they take some some Cubans and some Americans. If you can just take they anyone can, you want and just wrestle any team. country you want, yeah, you can make good teams. Kong had a pretty good team. 
They picked, you know, from all over. <laughs> all those yeah. kids are from New York. <laughs> Malik Heinzelman and Colton Schultz when they wrestled for Kong. They train at Team Kong Club, wrestling club. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool when it, at NHSCA duels. I like that. Can we talk about that? People are crying again. Listen. I, I the whole point crying. of NHSCA duels, build your team. Yes, okay? that's literally what like it says the on their site. Build, yeah. your, build team. your team. Okay? It's fine. No one is saying this is like the best club or anything like that. Now, Young Guns typically will, they'll actually field Young Guns teams. But even them. They did have a couple mercenaries. The, which I don't blame them for. Just factually they absolutely speaking. should. They all should. They yeah. all should do it. Just pick. Just make a full team. Have fun. Wrestle hard. You'll get some good matches for your guys. If the bet the better team you build, here's bottom line. If you build a really good team, you're going to get really good matches for your guys. Yeah. Okay. And if your team's not as good, you're going to get placed in a pool with with the teams that are comparably talented. It so, makes it more fun guess what? for it's us. It's way more fun. And it should for wrestling yeah, guess fans what because you get these marquee, like, top ten matchups in the finals because you just have these all-star teams going against yeah, each other. Yeah, it's great. Converse shot. Yeah, and guess what happens? Great. You build – this team builds an all-star squad. Then the next year going into it, this school, this club says or this group says, hey, to win this, we have to put an all-star team together. In five years, you're going to have – a dozen really deep all-star teams. What's wrong? With, that's fun. That's great. Yeah. No one. Yeah. And and you know some teams like Dark Knights and you know CFWA, which was LHP when they went. Like some teams, like no, like we're just gonna go with our guys, and that's fine. Like that's awesome. And some of those, like Dark Knights, is one of the few teams that can do that and still compete at a really high level. But yeah, it's you know it, don't don't make it out to be something it's not. It's it's Memorial Day weekend. They, I mean, they get the kids a ton of matches, um, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's great. Not national duels. It's just awesome, awesome duel tournament. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love the, the questions that are just like, man, just like check-in questions. Like, hey, what's up? Did you guys have a nice Memorial Day weekend? Asks uh, Ben Sestersik. I did. I had a really nice Memorial Day weekend. It was, uh, did some water park activities. Uh did a thing called a Murph yesterday, which was fun, and then uh, grilled out. It was, it was a very nice weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was kind of a... Well, I was waiting for Willie. Willie normally goes second. Well, well do you know did. what I did? I was on a freaking plane for 12 hours and then sat in New York City for three hours and then I was on a bus for three hours. How, how late were you for that, uh, that bus? Three minutes. The bus left at 3.30. I knew this was going to be an issue. The bus left at 3.30. I got there at 3.33, 3.34. Bus ain't waiting. Really stunk. All right, Bracky. Uh, it was a lovely weekend. Didn't do much uh, anything. Olivia didn't feel the best this weekend, oh. so it was kind of a relaxing weekend. Played a lot of video games, though. Nice. Yeah. Olivia Bracky is expecting, if you didn't know. Um, hey, Christian. The hey, what's up? How do we feel about um, this? Isn't a question. I'm interrupting friends' questions from friends. You'd love How do we to feel do that. about? Um, I don't know if you got into this last time. I don't think. <clears throat> uh, Little Rock to Pac-12. Uh, so. I would like to detour for that. Okay, couple things. One, I don't quite understand why Fresno is in the Big Twelve <laughs> and Little Rock is in the Pac-12. There's little shenanigans going on there from yeah, some, a small, some 
small number of Big 12 coaches felt like there's too much Oklahoma State power in the Big 12, and so maybe they got a little whiny about it and wouldn't let them in the Big 12. Not sure I understand that, but that's what happened. I don't what, it what it sounded like. And so, but I am glad that they found a conference. They're in a good conference. And what that does for the Pac-12 is really important in that now they have an automatic qualifying spot because they have the appropriate number of teams. If, if Little Rock didn't join the Pac-12, the Pac-12 would have no automatic qualifiers. Similar to the Big 12 a few years ago. A couple years back. Now, they just reserved. They, the, the, the committee was smart enough to be like, okay, we're going to kind of – there were extra wild cards back then, right? Like, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to reserve these two or three for Oklahoma State and Iowa State and so on and so forth. But, yeah, it's 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 good for the Pac-12. It's good for Little Rock competition-wise in terms of, like, they would not be able to they would not be able to compete in the Big 12 as immediately as they can compete in the Pac-12. But, but a lot of the Pac-12 teams are really recruiting well this summer, so we'll see how that goes. Um, it frees up their non-conference schedule a lot, which talking with Coach Ayersman, and then he did uh, – he was on Jason Bryant's thing in, in – uh, Jason Bryant's podcast talking about the schedule a little bit, so they're gonna you know they're gonna wrestle Ozarks, which is the other uh, team in Arkansas. Um, they're gonna wrestle uh, App State because that's their their real conference, right? Like the because wrestling has a lot of affiliate members. Um, they're gonna wrestle them for I think the Sun Belt, the unofficial Sun Belt title. So they have a lot of flexibility in terms of their non-conference schedule, which I like, and I think it's better for them, better fit for them competition-wise, but travel-wise. And geographically, it, you know, it, it, it is kind of weird on the surface. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad – to me, I'm glad that they're in the Pac-12. I mean, not glad. I think, I'm, I think it's a good conference for them for starting out. Um, and I'm glad that the Pac-12 gets their um, quota of teams. It's just really – I just find it so petty that people and, and – I heard Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma. Uh, I, I don't know if it was coaches or, or their administration, but they they were the ones that, you know, tried to put the kibosh on Little Rock going to the Big Twelve. I just find it petty. I find it petty about Fresno State not being in the Pac-12. It's just. Well, here's what silly. I don't understand. Um, what? Okay, let's pretend Little Rock is now in the Big Twelve, and there's another Oklahoma State alum that's coaching. What is the bad thing that happens to you? What sort of collusion can happen that yeah. – What, like, are we are we literally well, talking about the Big 12 senior <laughs> meeting right now? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Do they, like, I mean, Neil's do they think that – They think that, like, Mark Branch and Ayersman are going to argue for Oklahoma State kids over their own kids? Like, or, it, like – or against Oklahoma kids. Is this actually just about the seating meeting? Are we only – what else could this be? We're talking about the I conference don't know. seating it's, meeting? It's insane. And, yeah, it's like, uh, okay, Arisman's the coach now. Like, in 10 years, what if the coach is Frank Beasley? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Sure. Uh, they might not have an Oklahoma State alumni as their head coach for eternity, <laughs> and now you're, de- you're 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 determining what conference they go in out of some p- freaking petty squabble. Number one, number two, the Big Twelve said, "Yeah, okay, we're with you." No Little Rock. What? What are Big Twelve commissioner? What are you doing? 
And then also Isn't that Bob Bowles? <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think I just Easy I there. His son sort of works. Yeah, out. easy. I don't think this is a bullshit. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Okay, and then Sorry, Bob. Bob on the horn. <laughs> what about last year when the Pac-12 was like, I think this was with the Boise State thing. They're like, yeah, we don't want to. Any more affiliate. Affiliate members. Little Rock could not be more affiliate <laughs> to the Pac-12. So that that was. That is true. That's what they said. Yeah, no more affi- exactly. No more affiliates. Little Rock, the, come on. The, that well, was confusing. If we can get Little Rock, we didn't think Little Rock would be on the table at this point last year. But now Little Rock's on the table. And then, Fresno, nah. And then let's let's talk about this because I've had this conversation a number of times in the last few weeks because I've just I've, I've been around these guys. Um, Oklahoma State has a coaching mafia tree. It is gigantic in not just the Big Twelve, in the ACC. Pat Papalizio and Coleman Scott. That's a third of the conference. 33%. Of the Look head coaches. So, like, about, guess what? Oklahoma yeah, State has a lot of power because a whole bunch of guys who wrestled for John Smith are now head coaches or very, like, long-tenured, high-ranking assistant coaches. I mean, it's the same thing with Iowa. Look at Gable's tree. Exactly. Yeah, it's coaching it's massive. Right now. Okay. Yeah. And it's not Look just the Big Ten. When Dwayne Goldman got the job at Indiana, did the Big tw- Ten say, I don't know, we might have to kick them to ACC? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get, get them the heck out of Big Ten. Like, it's just, it's just the way it is. The, the, the power programs will tend to have the largest coaching trees in any sport. Yeah, there you go. And then Edinburgh. Also Edinburgh. Edinburgh has a lot of head coaches that when you start kind of count them up. So, yeah, that was all very weird. But, yeah, Oklahoma State's going to have a lot of coaching power because they have a lot of coaches because they have a lot of guys who want to get into coaching. And you know what? They're good at coaching. And Neil's really fired up, and he's going to try to do good things for Little Rock and for the state of Arkansas, which, like, that's really cool that he's kind of putting that on his back. They, they host the state tournament at Little Rock, and they're, they're generally really trying to, to put on for Arkansas. And guess what? That's a good thing if Arkansas gets good as a high school state. Wow. Anyway, I, I this, thought it would be this, meandered, this meandered a whole lot, but – now just we because just need the University of Arkansas to get a team. Yeah. yeah. In, In Texas. And USC. Colby can be the head coach. Yeah. Colby. Okay. Back to Q's from F's. Back to Q's. Now um, I'm sweating. Yeah, he's sweating now, guys. <laughs> um, biggest wrestling pet peeves from Max Star. <laughs> this is Sparky Sparky Boo Man. <laughs> I don't know if Willie's going to protest this question just because it's from Sparky. Sparky Sparky Boo Man again. He's back, and he wants to know your biggest wrestling pet peeve. Could be something someone says or does. I hate that headgear that um, Stephen Monk used to wear. Oh, the with the yeah, rhino, the horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're out. You're out mm-hmm. automatically. NDSU loved it. Mm. All right, so well, that takes me right off. I hate headgear. I don't. I don't In like totality. That's I fair. don't like hugs initiated by the guy that won the match. Oh, anti-Bo Nickel take. Uh, he's not a hugger. He's a helper-upper, which <laughs> I, could, I could take or leave. I had a coach that told me you should help up the guy that pinned you. He was very old school. But I'm like, or no, you should help up the guy if you pin them. That would be very weird to help up the guy that <laughs> pinned you. It's a weird cradle situation. <laughs> Shut up. So, no, what I, I, don't, I don't like the hug. All right, I just beat you. Let's bring it in. I don't want to hug you. You beat me. Why, why are we hugging right now? That's a pet peeve of mine. You don't see that in college. It's, pre- it's pretty much only else. No, you do see it in international wrestling. Oh, big time. International, big they love time. to get bring it in for the hug after they, like, gouged your eyes and, like, cheated. It's like, I don't want to hug you, bro. 
Do you ever see uh, Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu, after every, like, of the slightest perceived, like, if you, you know, you might bag them a little too hard or, like, they do this dap. The hand five. This... It's like this. Yep. Y yeah. Every time. Every single time. There's like, this... like 50 times a match. It's it's annoying. They uh, There's a kid that does it that comes to the Huddo Hippos Club, and he's a jujitsu guy. He's actually insanely good. Every four seconds, we're doing this. Like, he'll have a club. Yeah, boom, boom. Boom, boom. All the time, they do it. Just stop. The, Did we... Bryce made a tweet about it. He's like, or I think it was him. It's like, if we bump heads or whatever, like, just keep going. Like, we'll talk about it after the match if we need to. Here's yeah. one of my pet peeves. I have... Oh, boy. This this is what greases my gills. Meldonium. That too. <laughs> okay. Nobody greases gills. At, at, at Freestyle and Greco international style tournaments, mm. I sincerely hope that we don't see this at Final X. If a coach simply asks the judge or chair, whichever side they're closest to, what the correct score is when you have a 14-year-old trying to get the right score on the board, and they're holding the brick, and they're like, hey, before I throw this, can you just tell me the score? Yeah. And the, and the, and the, the official says, throw the brick. And I'm like, no. Just tell them what the score is. Hey, it's 6-4, to four, coach. The way officials uh, yeah. talk to coaches in Freestyle and Greco is absurd. Crazy. They, they talk down to them, and I don't like it. And there is some, like, controlling the mat and, like, I, I get all that stuff and, like, not letting things get out of hand. I'm, I'm, I'm fully, you know, because, look, some coaches get wild and try to enforce their will on people. But if somebody says, if, if there's a score on the edge and Christian's like, hey, what's the score? I'm going to be like, it's 6-4, coach. I'm not going to say you have a brick. Well, the rest don't just unreasonable. Know. It's just unreasonable. Yeah. It's, it's, that's one of the, yes, you nailed it. It's one of the, my biggest pet peeves too. Although I will say this at the international level, at, at high level, it's getting better at the lower level. There's still, there's still these referees that I don't know if they have power trips or what they are, but you know, they're like, just wrestle. Listen, the kids just flipped around. Like they're in Cirque du Soleil. The score's not <laughs> up on the board. And, and, and you're saying action, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Nobody knows what the situation is. Yeah. And yeah. you're being a prick saying just wrestle. Well, I don't know. I cannot wrestle if I don't know what the score is. I get them saying throw the brick when it's like, hey, like we, we're not going to talk about this. Just throw the brick. But I don't get making them throw the brick just to find out what the score is. That, I don't, that I'm not a fan of at all. Not one um, I owe. Especially at the lower levels because I, I thought I heard someone say at Flonats that the kid cannot decide if they want the brick back, if they want to kick the brick back or not, which that's horrible. That, that, that's one of the I things know. I love about freestyle is that the kid has, or you know, the, the athlete has uh, agency over whether or not the challenge what, what happened in the What happened in the Oliver match? Did Oliver say throw the brick and they wouldn't? Or... Sort, sort of. He wasn't like throw it, throw it, throw it. But he was. It was very clear. He was like. He was kind of gesturing, like throw it. Should we throw it? I think probably. Yeah. And they didn't do but it. But the brick was never thrown. Correct. Was never thrown. And that's why you should have like the 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 coach should still. That's why you have coaches on the side, right? To be like, hey man, like we just got to keep going. Like again, you know the the Dayton thing. The at the U.S. Open, that was a bad challenge. Oh, when he didn't get taken down. Yeah. Like whether or not whether or not they should have won or not, like that was a bad challenge in the moment. 
to challenge themselves out. We need to. Uh, I think I said this last show. The the Brock. Well, Hite, uh, that was to, that was all uh, that was all Dayton. Yeah. yeah. Dayton wanted it. Um, I have, I I should write an article on pet peeves. I have tons of them, <laughs> including. I well, I hate. I don't oh. like headgear. I hate ankle bands. I hate ankle bands in a dual meet. I that, just, that just blows my mind. I just um, thought, yeah, that is really I hate, dumb. I hate. I hate when you're at a major wrestling tournament and they change the mats. Like. Yeah, semifinals are going to be on mats one and two. And then they wrestle like three matches, and you're like, hey, we're changing it. They're now going to be on one, eight, nine, 47, and 12. Like, no, dude. No, they're not. One, or, eight, nine, and Reno. Yeah. Um, I like when, I really love when people are wrestling for a national title in Fargo, and then. People are rolling up mats. There's mats like standing on end next to the stage. It's like this is a national championship, and there's there's janitors asking to clean up your area. <laughs> Relax, man. Relax. How how much longer are you gonna be, boss? It's like, man, we're yeah, actually yeah. the finals are happening. Well, I had dinner with my wife. We gotta we gotta drive, you know, to Sioux Falls. These it's are union workers here, so we're paying them by the hour. <laughs> okay, I just I just realized I my that. number one pet peeve, and oh. I don't know why I didn't say it, and I think we're all going to be in unison on this because I just wrote a preview. Register for events. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong mm-hmm. with you? I don't want anybody to know where I'm going. Dude, you know, where it's, it. you know where it's worse? You think it's bad in wrestling? Jiu-jitsu, it's like – Really? The, here's what they do in jiu-jitsu, and Mikey Musumeci, a two-time world champ, just did this. I'm like, this is so lame. He registered at one weight. He registered. These guys register at the weight, and they wait till the last second, and then boom, they change. He entered the lower weight. It, it changed nothing. Nothing happened. All he did. There's no strategy or anything. Wait, what are you doing? You could go any weight you want at any point in time. It's not like he threw anyone off the scent. And also, it's like when you do that, like they do in jujitsu. Basically, you're saying. I'm actually scared to go this way. Like yeah, you're basically yeah. showing I don't want to go this way because he's cutting down to this uh, to this rooster weight, this lightest weight, to avoid the Meow Brothers. If any of you, I very loosely follow grappling. I wish I, I ran a tournament. I... beats Meow though, don't he? He but he? he's never beaten Paulo. They're both going uh, whatever the weight is. I don't know what the they, weight. They they don't have I, numbered getting... weights either. It's all rooster, light feather, feather. Medium and there's like nine that are called heavy. Yeah, I'll tell in you what. Way. That's a that's a that's a pet peeve too of not not wrestling but other sports. Rooster weight, bantam weight, and, and MMA, MMA welterweight. Just say seventy kilo. Just say one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't even know what that means. Uh, rooster light feather. Light feather sounds lighter than a rooster, but rooster's the lightest. But mm-hmm. then there's heavy, because there's ultra heavy, there's roosters composed there's, of I think there's a super heavy and ultra heavy. Yeah, how can how can a feather be heavier than a rooster? Roosters have feathers. <laughs> right? Totally not uh Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Totally Just throw the bike. number. <laughs> yeah, alright. There's probably way more pet peeves. But yeah, register for the tournaments. But you know what? Make Put a hard deadline one week out. You know what week you're coming. And you know what? Worst case scenario, if you enter the tournament and you don't end up going, it's okay. 
You blew 50 bucks. Sorry about the registration fee, but just register I, a week early. I wish I ran a tournament. You, registration for the U.S. Open would close in February. Well, that's insane. Okay. All right. But you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, it would be, it would be, it'd be like, look, you cannot, just Chill enter out, at your man. weight. No weight changes. No, it should be, okay, so it's the end of April. It should be beginning of April. Beginning of April should be the hard deadline for the U.S. Open. No weight changes. No one else Speaking is allowed of, in. You know what weights you're going. Speaking of Wins. Meow, like, uh, remember last year when, like, they let Machiavello wrestle U23s and he wasn't supposed to, or or was it somebody else? We kind of got blamed for that. <laughs> yeah, kind of got blamed for that. But slightly Meow, one of the Meow brothers in Jiu-Jitsu, similar situation, but sort of kind of but not really having to do with age meow went to a, an event overseas and he won his first round fight and then they were like oh you're on the band list you, <laughs> you yeah, you're not supposed to compete for a year so they just like kicked him out but then the guy that lost to him the first round he didn't he lost <laughs> no you lost dude you're out all right um that's incredible. <laughs> Why doesn't Flow Wrestling sell merch? Asks Cole Walt. Coach Walt, sorry. We hate money. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. Mm -hmm. Maybe one day, though. You never know. I'm kind of doubtful it'll ever happen, but we've been talking about it for a solid year and change, so that means something. Um, what and what, what percentage is – what are our odds of winning a freestyle title with Taylor and with Downey? So basically, what's our current – Chance of winning a team title sans David Taylor. We had him last year and did not win. It went down. So I was thinking about this this morning. So the three year the three year span, right? The best team internationally of that three year span was last year's Russia team. This year's Russia team will be slightly worse. This year's American team will be slightly worse. Mm -hmm. However, I think the Americans will be more worse than we were last year as compared to Russia. So I would say it only went down 5 to 10% because I didn't think we were going to win this year anyway. So why, why is Russia worse? Uh, 61, not having Rashid off at 61. Um, 92, I think, is just a hole. Like, I know it. I, I guess that's a perception thing for me. We're like, I kind of wasn't sure if it was a hole. Now I know it's a hole. Well, also – Gazzy's going up. Gazzy Magomedov? Magomedrazil? Yeah, but they are so they're deep. They're fine at seventy. Who's they the could next roll guy? out fifth string and I if they meddled I wouldn't be shocked in any way. Well he won. Yeah, I guess. Ru Russia is Russia's seventy kilos is deeper than any other country's any other. I league. guess I guess theoretically Gazzy could go I, I don't know. What if Gazzy Gazzy's going up seven to seventy four for trials, right? What if, if Gazzy doesn't win trials, will Russia move him back down to 70 or will they let the guy that won 70? No, I bet they let the guy that wins 70. I'm not, saying, fine. I'm not saying we're deeper than Russia at 70, but I am saying it because Caleb Young beat the guy in Final X twice. So <laughs> I think we have unmatched depth at 70 kilograms. There you go. Until proven otherwise. Um. Maybe one more question. You see any any questions you saw on your feed you wanted to get to, boys and girls? No, I just want to. I want Sparky Sparky Boo Man to change his handle. That's. I don't think he's gonna man. I don't, I don't see Sparky, it happening. Sparky Sparky Boo Man. 
Okay. All, All right, right, folks. Who's number one tomorrow? As Willie, as Willie said, me and him are going to talk about uh, Akron. Maybe a slight recap of NHSCA's. NHSCA's was on Flow Arena this year, and That's Lee Roper posted a picture, and it was like, does anyone know how to grow coffee beans? There was 13,000 matches uploaded at the time, and that wasn't even the end of the final day. So, yeah, I don't know how many, but that was awesome. So, thank you to HSCA for putting that on. And I really like that they did the, the reseeding thing on Monday. I think they made for better matchups at all levels. Um, so, we'll talk about we'll talk about Akron. And then Final X train, hype train is going to start rolling. Like yep. today. Today, I was about to say. We got to start rolling. Oh, we're going we're gonna to roll. Okay. Good to hear. Is Spay back also? I don't know. I just Big I, Earn. I slacked him. Big Earn. Um, Big why Roo. did he change his name to Big Earn? I'm not sure. Um, Big Ernest. No, a guy he told me Big it's Wolf a family Valley. name. No, so he, the you reason know. that he was not here this weekend was because he was going to Connecticut. Oh, it's his middle name. Right, but it's also his grandfather's name. Yeah. His grandfather passed away. He was at his wedding. That's why, if I'm you look on his sure Twitter he, or his, his Instagram, middle name he was is Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit. No, it's been nice working with you guys. <laughs> he told me his middle name was Spencer until I see that his. That's because uh, he wanted you to think he wanted you to believe his initials were ass. I believe <laughs> Spay would not do that to me. Maybe you guys. And I'm not I wouldn't fall for that anyways. Okay. Um Alright. Thanks guys. We'll, feel free to play us out. Uh, boom, they were ready. All over it. Thank you guys so much for 380. Episode strong. I, by the way, I need to talk to you about that. There's Let's uh, talk now. there's a missing episode. I, so I've gone back. Episode 40 is online. Episode 42 is online. Not episode 41. I can't find yeah. it anywhere. 41, um, if, it, if that's the number, that's the one we did with Ben Askren and didn't record it. There's no there's no way to have it. It just, it's gone. Okay. Didn't get uploaded. Um, and I think we didn't. Like change the number. We're like, well, you know, that was forty-one. It's the last are episode. You, Unless you heard you it live, you didn't that, hear it. Are you saying that you did a search of every FRL ever? It's it's really easy. It's literally on Spotify. Oh, there you go. Spotify it up. Thanks so much, guys. We'll be back Thursday. It might just be Kyle and I, Alien <laughs> Boys, having fun. Maybe Willie can call in or something. I don't know. Calling from the road. Calling from I the road. I did that one episode. Yeah, that'd be safe, for sure. Just FaceTime it the whole way. All right, (laughs) thanks, guys. See you next time.